You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode number five. Welcome to Yoga Boss, the only podcast for ambitious yoga teachers who know the real value of yoga, where life coach and yoga teacher Jackie Skinner teaches you how to rewire your brain to confidently leap from employee to yoga entrepreneur. Are you ready to build the business of your dreams? everybody. Welcome back to Yoga Boss. My name is Jackie Skinner. I'm your host. This is episode number five and I am really, really jazzed. Do people say that? Probably not. I'm really jazzed about today's episode because it is very, very near and dear to my heart. We are talking about money and yoga and do they go together? Before we dive in to our episode today, I want to tell you thank you. I have heard from a few of you who are absolutely loving the podcast so far, who have rated it and given it review in Apple iTunes. If you don't know this, the way that iTunes works, the more reviews a podcast has, the more likely that podcast is to pop up for other people who haven't listened before. So every time you give this podcast a review, another yoga teacher finds their power, can build their business, and more students get yoga. And I'm not looking for a five-star review. If you absolutely love the podcast, amazing, super glad, but I'm looking just for a review. So if you have about two minutes, not even, go ahead and leave me a review here. Take a screenshot of your review and then direct message it to me on Instagram. My handle is JackieG.Skinner. It's a picture of me. There's a pink background. You can't miss it. Okay. Thank you if you already have done that. And thank you to those of you who are about to go do that. Let's start to talk about today's subject. Right now, we have as a collective created some beliefs about yoga that are no longer serving us. And I think if you're teaching yoga and you're in the industry, this is not going to be the first time you've heard these ideas. I think it was in my teacher training, like in my 200-hour business of yoga lecture, we talked about how to make money as a teacher. And one of the things that we learn in teacher training, kind of like how we learn how to cue child's pose, we also mostly learn that it's not possible to make money teaching yoga. And not even that it's not possible to make money, but for some reason it's bad to make money teaching yoga. There is a belief that all yoga should be free and that if you're a yoga teacher, you just need to suffer, sacrifice your own well-being for your well-being of your students. Offer free yoga to everyone, and good luck trying to put a roof over your head. So this is kind of the concept that we start with. There's no other industry. Well, that's not true. I think artists deal with this as well. But it's very uncommon that there's an industry where people believe that they can't make money that is a billion-dollar industry, where people are making tons of money from yoga. So where's the disconnect? 
Like clearly, yes, you can make money from teaching yoga. Why are the yoga teachers not the ones who are making money? So we're going to dive into today. One, is it okay to make money as a teacher? I've like really studied the yoga sutras to make sure that I have text and things to share with you today to help show you that yes, it is okay. So is it okay to make money as a yoga teacher? And then where your focus needs to be in order to make money? Because there is a icky way to do it and then a way that actually feels good. If you're a yoga teacher, chances are you're not going out there gung-ho about selling yoga, right? We hear the word sell and we're all like, no, not us. I don't want to sell. I'm just a yoga teacher. I've heard those exact words from clients before. So if you have any kind of icky vibes about selling or you're like, I don't know how to make money as a teacher. I'm pretty sure it's not possible, Jackie. This podcast is for you. If you know another yoga teacher who might be in the same vein, send them this podcast because you guys, this will be the ticket. This will change everything in your business. So like I said, I literally pulled out, I think most of us have this book, The Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. And I went through the sutras and I was like, you know what? If it's not okay to make money, I want to know. I want to know where in the sutras it says, don't make money from yoga. And what I found was, obviously, there's nothing in there that clearly says that. There are some things in there, we're going to talk about them today, of where your focus should be in your business as a yoga teacher. And that's the difference. Most of us start with a mindset of scarcity. Scarcity mindset is that there's not enough, that we need more that we don't have what it takes, and there's not enough to go around, there's a lack. A scarce mindset will have yoga teachers like fighting for more classes. A scarcity mindset shows up when you're scrolling through how many students were in your class and you're telling yourself, well, this teacher had more than me, I need more students, or I need to find more private. The need and the greed is not what yoga teaches. Like we talk about non-attachment in yoga, non-selfish desire. The selfish desire is I need more. I don't have enough. So that's the scarcity concept that's not just in yoga. It's very much in our world. But specifically in yoga, it shows up as these ideas that it's highly competitive, that there's not enough to go around, that the market is already oversaturated, that it's too late. I had a dear friend of mine tell me recently, like, this studio, they just have the market. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Where did you get that idea? Just notice how this mindset of scarcity has you in a really graspy energy. This energy will have you thinking that you need to change your classes every single time you teach, like new playlist, new theme, new sequence, because you don't believe that just sitting down and breathing is enough to offer. And that is yoga, y'all. Like if we taught our students anything, it would be how to sit, how to breathe. That's it. 
That is enough. Imagine if you sat down for 10 minutes a day for the rest of the year and just sat and breathed, how transformational that could be in your own life. If you want to add in the asana and you want to add in music and you want to add in themes, amazing. But there's no need to change it up, to make it really creative or exciting or be the best because there is enough to go around and what yoga is at its core is enough to change lives. This kind of goes into belief in your product, which we're going to cover in a few podcast episodes. So, so key. The energy of scarcity, that graspy, needy energy, is the vibration of how they talk about it in the sutras, the vibration of business. And the vibration of business will not make you money. What the Yoga Sutras, I think, mean by the vibration of business is focused on getting money, selling and selling in a way that's convincing people to pay you. Focus on getting more money. How can I change this class up? How can I make it exciting and different and make money? That is the vibration of business. In the Yoga Sutras, this is in book one, it says, then my child said, we don't sell yoga. We just teach for our joy. The people contribute at the, as they want. There is no business here, but rather the heart is working. Probably in your case, if you expect money, and so you're interested in teaching something new every time to get more people and more money. That's what they're talking about. What this doesn't say is yoga and business don't go together. Like what it's speaking to is where the focus is as you teach yoga. If you have ever, ever listened to any kind of business podcast, they'll tell you the same thing. If your focus is on getting and needing, and it's that graspy, scarce energy, you will not make money. You will not grow your business. This is like, I don't know, I think of Auntie Anne's pretzels in the mall. I don't know if you've ever walked by one. But it always smells amazing. I'm like walking down, I smell Auntie Anne's pretzels and it just wafts up into my nose and I'm like, oh my gosh, forget everything else, I need a pretzel. It's like they're trying to convince us and coerce us into buying something that we don't want to make money. That's that scarcity energy, needing to trick, manipulate, convince with new sequences, playlists, themes, to convince people to spend money on yoga. And it's just not necessary, nor does it feel good. So if this is the kind of selling that you have been avoiding as a yoga teacher, I completely understand why. We're going to talk about how to sell in a way that feels good, that feels just like teaching. Right here, I want you to think about scarcity. Where in your business Have you been focused on what you don't have? Where in your business have you said the word need recently? I need to get more privates. I need to sell out my retreat. That is where your mindset, your focus, your energy has been in the vibration that will not make you money, that will not build your business. And it's totally normal. 
Your primitive brain is hardwired to look for need, to look for what's wrong, what am I missing? Because it used to help you stay alive. Like we, need, we needed to focus on a lack of food in order to find food. But now that primitive brain is holding us back. I want you to imagine, this is like someone looking for a relationship. If you head out on dates and you're like very desperate and kind of weird and kind of clingy and needy in order to find a man, the men run away or the women, whatever you're looking for. But that desperate energy repels people every single time. The same thing is true in your business. So what do we do about it? You're like, great, thanks, Jackie, pointing this out to me, but where do I go from here? And we're going to get there. There's a lot of talk about, okay, if you're in scarcity, just like focus on abundance. Imagine that all the money is flowing to you and it will, it will come. <laughs> and what I tend to find with my clients is we can't make the jump from scarcity to abundance because it feels mm, not believable. It doesn't feel real. So instead of shifting from scarcity to abundance, all I want you to do is shift from scarcity to what I call sufficiency. And sufficiency is this idea that right now in this moment, I have everything I need. Externally, I have a roof over my head, I have water, I have food for my next meal. Even if I don't have food for my meals tomorrow, right now I have everything that I need. And internally, I have everything that I need. Internally, I have the skills. I have the experience. I have the exact right knowledge to serve the students that I'm meant to serve today. Sufficiency is right now, I have enough. Right now, I have what it takes. I can use what I have within and around me to go create, to go serve, to go teach and be of service for my students. Sufficiency is non-attachment. Non-attachment is not focused on your selfish desire, but non-attachment, you forget your selfish desire and you focus on others. The more you serve other people, the more your focus is on what you can give other people from what you have, the more happiness you enjoy. If you really want to build a business, your focus has to be on what you can give, what value you can bring, how you can serve. When you're in this place, then you can go out and quote-unquote sell in a way that's not convincing or manipulative. In the Yoga Sutras, they talk about this as the vibration of yoga, right? He says, our focus is just on teaching for joy. We're focused on yoga. We're focused on service. And then people donated to them. It wasn't that they weren't making any money at all but it was where their focus was that matters. If I'm wrong, if there's somewhere in the sutras that says don't make any money at all, please tell me. 
but I have looked, y'all. I have really, really looked to make this episode for you. It just says, shift your focus. Don't focus on what you need. Focus on what you can give. Focus on the vibration of yoga. So then how do we do that, right? We want to shift into sufficiency. What do you have to give? What do you have to offer? How can you serve your students? And then when it comes to selling, I want you to know that even if Auntie Anne's pretzels wafts into your nose, there's no way that someone can make you or force you to buy something that you don't want to buy. So our job as yoga bosses, as business entrepreneurs, is to create opportunity for our students to choose whether or not to buy yoga. I want you to think of it like this. Your job selling in yoga is essentially to roll out the mat for someone and say, here's your yoga mat. I'm your teacher. I'm ready to go when you are. You're not going to pick them up and like force them onto their yoga mat to do the poses. And you keep the mat out. Like even if they hesitate, even if they're doubtful, you would hold space as a teacher. Like, no, I'm ready. You're ready. Yoga is meant for you. It can help you. I can serve you. And then they still get to choose yes or no. Do they step onto the mat or not? If the mat analogy doesn't work, I also like to think of this as holding the door open. You're essentially just opening the door, creating the opportunity for your students to walk in and get yoga. It doesn't mean they have to walk in. It doesn't mean they will walk in. But no matter what, you stand there with the door open saying, this will help you. I am sure of it. Here's the thing. If you are one of those teachers who's like, I don't really like to sell yoga, which I kind of think I used to be. So no judgment. I'm right there with you. Not anymore, but I used to be there. Essentially, instead of holding the door open, you not making an offer, you not giving them the opportunity to buy is like shutting the door on their face. (laughs) It's like choosing that they don't want it It's like assuming that they're a no. It's not holding space for the opportunity, for the possibility of them saying, hell yes, I've been waiting for you. You're exactly the teacher I've been looking for. Let's go. So what I want you to remember is when you're focused on your personal interests, what you need or what you don't have, it feels awful. Selling feels awful. But when you're focused on what the other person will gain, how you can serve them, how you can help them, then we show up and we teach yoga from a joyful place and our mindset is just on teaching. Everything you do will be in service because you have everything you need. It's that place of sufficiency. Like I've got everything I need and I'm here for you. Now let's talk about free yoga. I love spreading yoga, right? This podcast is free. I have taught so many free classes. But free yoga does not support you. It also says in the Yoga Sutras, if I am to lead a sacrificial life, 
How can I eat? How can I clothe myself or have a house of my own? You can have all of these things to equip yourself to serve others. You must have a bed to rest in. You must eat to have enough energy. So if you do everything with the idea that you're preparing yourself to serve others, it doesn't say don't take any money. It just doesn't. So here's what I want you to think about free yoga. Give it away. Give it away freely. Give away a free 10-minute video. Teach a free class. And use that free class, use that free video as the door that people can walk through for your paid material. It is in their best interest to invest in yoga. Because when we invest in something, when we put money on the table, we show up in a way that's totally different. I know from experience, like truly I have opened multiple studios, I have done privates, I've taught group classes, I've done it all. And when you host a free class, you might get 50 signups, let's say. From those 50 signups, you might have 10 or five people actually show up. And it's not because your class isn't good or they didn't feel like it. It's because they weren't invested. So offer free yoga because you want to, because it'll serve people. But also know that charging for yoga is not bad or wrong. And it is actually in service of your students. When they are invested, they show up. Yoga doesn't really benefit people if you don't show up for it, right? So in summary, y'all, don't stick around in scarcity. Shift to sufficiency. You have what it takes now. There's nothing else you need to learn or do or collect. You have what it takes now to get to work. Keep your focus on what you can do to serve other people, how you can help, and then give and give and open the opportunity, open the door, sell them another investment in yoga. Sell them your best stuff. If you have questions about this or you want help, I offer free one-hour phone calls. This past week I did one and we decided the woman's price, how long her private program is for, and then how many offers she needed to make. We got really clear on all this so that she could get into action. That was me snapping. I don't know if you could hear that. Probably. If you are kind of straddling, like, can I do this? Can I not do this? Then you need to set up this call with me. It's completely free. Yes, upfront, I will tell you how to work with me. I work one-on-one with clients for six months at a time. So on that call, I'll give you that opportunity. I'll hold the door open for you, but it's your choice to say yes or no. So there's no pressure. If you want to sign up for a free consult, head to my website, Jackie G. Skinner, Dot com, and you'll be able to there. Have a wonderful day, you guys. Get to work, and I'll see you in episode number six.